What's up, y'all? Kevin Wagstaff here. Wanted to talk you through a few product updates before we jump into the episode today with Trish Wise, which is a fantastic episode. She's amazing and shares some great stories on doing agent presentations and, and kind of how to grow the business through that. Um, first thing you're looking at here on the screen, for those watching on YouTube, on the pod, you won't obviously you won't see this, but I have Canny pulled up, C-A-N-N-Y, and this is the software we're using to track feature requests, upvotes, show you our roadmap. Basically, it's us taking another shot and the best one yet to be candid on tracking feedback, tracking upvotes, and having that clarity of what we're working on and why. Because um, I know it's important to you guys and our community is so involved. You guys are so kick-ass at giving feedback. Um, and so we are organizing it in a better way than we ever have with all of our product managers now. So this is what it looks like. Um, I encourage everyone to go there. I'll put the link in the description here. Um, it's feedback.spectora.com. And go in there and vote, comment, get involved because we've taken shots at this at the past and uh, I, I don't want to say we failed, but it hasn't gone as organized or as smoothly as we'd wanted. But now that we have James and Megan and team running it, it's going really well. So I just wanted to shout that out, let you guys know that your feedback and those votes do matter um, and it factors into to our prioritization. Um, I can't say we're always going to work on the feature you want or the thing you find important, but just know that there is a process behind it and we're doing the best we can to make sure we're doing what's best for our inspectors and for our business um, and taking all that into account. So that's one piece. The second one I wanted to update you guys on is our advanced beta with the agent tools and experience. Um, there's some reports there that if you're on advanced, I encourage you guys to check out because they are badass. There's uh, some agent reports in there on active agents, new agents, things that really help your business intelligence on who you're reaching out to. Um, so right into the chat if you want to check out that beta. Um, and then the third thing is the credit card pass along fees is live. So if you want to pass on those credit card fees to your clients and or give them the chance to pay with ACH, you can now do that and save thousands of dollars or in some cases, tens of thousands of dollars a year. So right into the chat, if you want access to that, um, that's sure to be a hit. We've gotten great feedback on it. Um, and then next gen feedback finally is coming in and it has been great lately. So um, the next gen um, testers out there, we appreciate you. And for those of you that are waiting, we are getting closer and closer each day. Um, the feedback on it being better than the existing app is um, up in the 80s or 90s percent now, which is great. It's amazing to have that level of certainty um, with everyone that's trying it out. So um, thank you for letting me get through the spiel. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Well, Trish, thank you for joining me, taking me up on my uh, offer to have you on the pod. How are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's snowing here in Colorado and it's May 20th. So I'm, I'm a little cranky. Yeah, that I don't blame you for. It's more like November here in Kelowna, and we should be well into summer weather at this point. That's true. I guess I can't complain to any Canadians about snow, right? You can't really, no. Okay. But <laughs> where we are, you can complain to us because, yeah, it's been cold and yucky everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, cool. If you want to introduce yourself to listeners, tell them a little bit about kind of where you're from, uh, where the business is at, and uh, and then we can go from there. Okay, cool. Um, my name's Trish. I have a company called Wise on Home Inspections in Kelowna, British Columbia. It's uh, in the Okanagan. We are right on a 90 kilometer lake. It's absolutely beautiful in the mountains. Um, if you live here in May and you're into, or in March, if you're into skiing and golfing, you can ski in the morning and golf in the afternoon usually. Wow. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty uh, special place. Um, I've been a home inspector since 2016. 
I was a realtor before that. Uh, we'll have some to talk about. We'll have some to yeah, talk about there. And before that, I did IT consulting. So oh, it's wow. quite a yeah, quite a change in uh, careers. But uh, love this career. I'm an instructor with HIABC. We have that's our uh, local association or provincial association here. So I do field training with new inspectors, which I love. Yeah. So. Very cool. How, how did you get into the training piece? Because I know we've talked about the association a little bit over the years. Yeah, um, that was more because when I went through it, everybody had a camera and paper when I trained. And dun, dun, when, dun. I started, yeah, <laughs> when I started as an inspector, I started on an iPad. Mm -hmm. So I was very much not the norm. Um, and I thought, well, if the guys are still all training that way, we need to let people realize that there's a better way. <laughs> right. I come out of technology. So um, for me, it was, you know, I needed to get enough experience to do that. And then really, it was just I wanted to show uh, people coming through that they didn't have to do pen and paper, mm -hmm. that they could actually get the majority of their report done, if not all of it uh, on site. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what led me down that road. And I don't know, I just really enjoy it. I learned so much from them. Um, I learned, I think, as much from the trainees as I hopefully share with them. Uh, a lot of them come out of trades and they have a lot of really good knowledge, right? So, yeah. So did you approach them and say, hey, I'd love to be involved, you know? Uh, people? I can't remember. HABC, I, I don't know whether they put a call out for new trainers or not. I think I might've just said, hey, I've finally got enough. I think with our regulator, you only need to have 500 inspections. It's not very many. And mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm not ready to train anybody after that <laughs> right. of inspections. So I waited till I was over a thousand. And then I, I just put my name out and said, if you need somebody like, cause I knew one of the guys that I trained with was retiring soon. So, mm -hmm. um, I just said, Hey, if you want somebody and they took me up on it. So beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I want to get back to that too, in terms of um, in terms of training and what you've learned through that, but let's go back to 2016. Like what was the beginning of kind of the career? Like, because you came straight from real estate, right? I did. <clears throat> okay. So talk to me about getting started up. What was challenging about it? Yeah. So I cheated. I tell people that I'm an open book when it comes to, Hey, how did I start my business and how I do it and everything? I'm not, yeah. I'm not very secretive about that, but, um, I tell people you can't base, a new experience based on mine. I took the entire database of realtors before I left real estate. <laughs> and it wasn't easy, by the way. Code, was, yeah. Cheap, no, nice. it wasn't. They don't let you do that. You can't just download it. Exactly. Um, but I took the time and I wrote it all into an Excel spreadsheet. So I had everybody. So when I started, I launched by just letting everybody know. Um, but I still remember the moment it I had a guy come, we had moved houses and I had a guy come to install something and you're going to recognize this feeling when somebody says, oh yeah, guess what? And we're just chatting away. And he's like, I bought a house since the last time I saw you. Like, That's so great. You know, you're really trying to be happy for them because they didn't use you to buy the house. So um, yeah, but anyway, so he was talking about that and somehow he mentioned, um, a lady shout out to Janine Reese, who's another um, <clears throat> inspector here in the Okanagan. And he mentioned her name and he, he said, well, you know her. And I said, no, actually I don't. And it was that moment that that little kind of 
you know, snowball started in my head rolling around because I've always done renovations and, you know, okay. had a lot of knowledge on houses. And I'm like, of course, women can be home inspectors. Of course we can be. And I'm ashamed to say I had never even considered it as a potential job until he mentioned her name. And then I started looking into it. And the, the, the snowball just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we were out on tour. And I don't know if they do this in the States, but here pre-COVID, we would every Tuesday morning jump in a car and go around and look at houses as groups of realtors, just so people could preview them. Oh, interesting. And yeah. yeah, so um, we were doing that. And one of the top guys in our office who, I don't know, he, he made a lot of money. He answered it. The phone rang. So everybody gets quiet, right? Because they know, okay, business call. And he answers his phone, yo. And so we're thinking, you know, it's got to be his buddy, right? Yeah. And then he's like, no, nah, go get the key yourself. It'll be at the office. And he was talking to a client. And I couldn't believe it. And I just, at that moment, that was it. That was the moment. I know the exact moment I made the decision. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> Going back to school. And I'm out. So yeah, it was just something that I just, it, it bugged me too much. I couldn't let that slide. So I went back to school and um, did my training and yeah. So when you, when you got out, that's a funny story. Um, when you got out, when you said you let everyone know, was it just an email blast to that list? Yep. Yeah. I'm super conservative, which is why, I mean, I did okay at real estate. Don't get me wrong. Like I, it was fine, but you got to be such a good networker in real estate. And I'm, I'm, I was okay networking with the people I knew, but I'm not that great at networking with strangers. So right. um, yeah, I did an email blast out. And so when you're a new inspector, you were just like, Hey, I'm open for business, everybody. Yeah. And, uh, but it like, was, it wasn't cold, right? It was a warrant. Like most people knew my name. Hmm. Right. And I mean, we have a lot of realtors, our, you know, clone is not that big. I don't even know what our population would be right now. At that time, I think it was only about 150. We get a lot busier in the summer because hmm. we're kind of a destination, but, um, we have like 900, I'm sure there's more than that realtors now but yeah. there's a lot of realtors so i wouldn't have known everybody but you know Good you know point. people's names right so yeah. and, and most people were pretty happy i'm like i've done a career change and yeah so do you remember your who your first inspect paid inspection was for like do you yeah. remember what it was like well what, what was that like I still do. It was in December, 2015, actually. I got licensed on December 1st, I think. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't keep both. You can't be released in BC. You cannot have both. Oh, okay. It is a hard stop. Like okay. if you're going to be an inspector. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't just that you couldn't inspect any deal you were associated with. You can't be a realtor and be an inspector. So it was a hard stop. Um, it was for Martha King, who was a friend of mine, is a friend of mine. Um, she's now moved actually, so she's not here anymore, but it was for her. So her and her um, partner, Drew, who is uh, still a realtor here local, but they let, gave me my first break. And I can remember shaking in my shoes. Absolutely. I was so nervous. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure if I read that report, I don't even want to find it. Yeah. <laughs> no. so, okay. So you get out of the gates pretty quick um, yeah. and the jobs keep rolling in. What, was there a a point of like, oh crap, this has taken off a little more than I anticipated, or was it all kind of in line with what you thought and it was steady growth from there? Yeah, it was, I don't know that I had any, uh, any kind of expectations of it. I think I was hoping that it would 
be fairly good because I already had the connections to people. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the first year I did okay. When I hit a certain number in our association, you become an accredited home inspector. So it's, you're kind of an associate until you do 250,000 or 250,000, 250 inspections. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember getting, you know, tracking my numbers and I'm a stats person being a tech geek, right? Oh, yeah. So I have all the numbers in a spreadsheet. So I was tracking them and I'm like, oh, I could, I might be able to make it in my first year. So then of course I really pushed and I, you know, I, I called on some, you know, women in business and that sort of thing and tried to push it through. So yeah, I hit my two, my 250 in my first year, which is, what? which is not normal. No, not normal yeah, at all. That's amazing. Let's just put it right out there to anybody starting. Absolutely 100% not normal. Yeah. 100 really is bad. winning in your first year. 100 yeah. insp paid inspections. Yeah. So, so were you just busy? Like, you know, that's a lot in a year. That's a lot of inspections. It's not that many. I remember you talked to one guy who says he does 400. And I, as soon as I listened to that podcast, I like contacted him. Like, how the heck are you doing 400 <laughs> in a year? I want to know. And he said, he goes, where I live, it's only slab. There's like no basements, oh, no spaces. Right. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So he can fit three, three a day. day. And yeah. Because yeah. um, I'm like, what tricks do you have to be able to do it? I think mean, I do two a day. And uh, yeah. that's what I like five days a week. It doesn't work out that way all the time. You know, there's time we follow the real estate cycle. So there's times yeah. a year where we're busier and less. But yeah, you know, it's totally manageable. For me, I'm good at uh, 10 a week. Yeah. So you, okay. So first year goes by and then what happens in year two and three? Uh, now I, I'd have to look back at my numbers. You know what? It, I think it got better in two. I think three was harder, but so I think my number actually went down in three, but mm -hmm. it was still fine. Like I'm, I'm happy. Um, I work, the funny thing is I work harder doing this and make similar money that I did as a realtor. So, which for a lot of people is really an oxymoron, but still at this stage of life for me, I'm not good sitting around. So my husband and kids can tell you, they're just like, yeah, if it gets slow, I get a little squirrely. Yeah. So, um, so I'm, and I'm much happier doing this. So it's, uh, it's just such a, it's such a great job. If you have another job you can do at the same time, I would mm -hmm. say that's ideal for yeah. transitioning. Yeah. I didn't. So you didn't, you jumped in because you had the cheat code as we talked about. Yeah, I had the um, cheat. I want to ask you about the current environment in a minute, but can you talk a little about how you built those relationships with agents that you didn't know? Because we know you, we know you had an unfair advantage with some, but like, yeah. what was the relationship building like with ones that didn't know you from the next instructor? Yeah, I think for me, it was the one thing people always ask me because they knew I was a realtor. So a lot of people, they even found that out and they'd say, oh, you know, what do you miss? And I, I miss those relationships, believe it or not, because um, as inspectors, we're really quite isolated. So I was always really happy to see people when they come at the end of the inspection. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, hey you want to talk? Yeah. yeah, that's right. So yeah, I don't know whether that helps a bit. Um, I've learned a lot where I started and where I reported on when I started was like detail, detail, detail. And where I'm at now, um, you know, there's kind of the opposite end. I'm kind of more middle of the road from people that like almost give you nothing. Right. <laughs> there are inspectors out there that really don't share much information at all. Right. So I started out kind of oversharing. So I've learned kind of how to manage that a bit better over the time. But I think with 
building relationships. I have to tell you, I've just been really lucky. I, I've got a presentation I do to for realtors that I did a couple times at morning meetings. Okay. Just to try and get your name out and meet people face to face. I've done a couple of them over Zoom since COVID hit. So um but yeah, I, you know what? I think it was it was lucky. It's word of mouth. It's my approach to it was, and I don't. Again, I'm in Canada and in BC. We're always encouraged to give three names. They always want that kind of arm's length. Always legal update was always you know arm's length, arm's length away. Um, and so I always, I was always the soft sell, even as a realtor. I'm still the same. I'm like I'd be just so grateful if I was one of your three names on the list. Um, because the other two guys on the list, and when I say guys, I mean, they are probably men, but whatever, they may get the call first and they may be busy. And when I started, I'm like, I'm happy if they're really busy. I'm the third name, I get the call, right? So yeah, I think that's kind of how it started. I honestly, um, and I met some people just through word of mouth, somebody, you know, a new realtor comes in, they're like, who do you use? Who are your three inspectors? And your name gets passed on that way. Beautiful. Yeah, or sometimes they're listing a house and as long as you dealt with something well, then they get your name that way too. That's such gold. Uh, when you're in those first couple of years, I always, yeah. you know, teach inspectors that in a new inspector course of like, Hey, use the line of your competition's busy. You'll yeah. be able to respond right away and do next day inspections. And I think the, yeah, exactly. You, you can drop everything and just go. I think one of the best advice I got was from a young guy who, who has left Shout out to Kyle. He's left a home inspection and gone to become a realtor. I'm like, are you nuts? <laughs> but anyway, that's what he's gone to do. So he gave me really good advice and that was get Google reviews. He's like, ask for them. Yeah. And um, when I first started, I there was, um, I'm on a Mac. And so there wasn't very many programs out there that ran on a Mac. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was on different software. At that point in time, they didn't have any of the CRM stuff. So I used ISN. Uh-huh. and um they could do anything so and i'm techie so i scheduled it i'm like three days after hey i'd be so grateful and when i first started that i i think i got six months where the clients and i did a, an email blast saying and i just poked fun at myself i'm like i was sitting next to this young kid at our last you know group meeting and he told me i needed to do this so i'm asking I'm you doing to do it Yeah. So, and I got some reviews started. And so now that's what really helped my web presence. And I think, to be honest, that's probably where I get a lot of business from. Wow. You just, I love how overly, not overly, I love how like practical you are about how you've done all this because you didn't overcomplicate it. I just checked. You have 169 Google reviews. That's amazing, by the way. So congrats. I have no idea. 169 perfect five star. That's going to get you some attention for sure. Um, when people search in your area. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the presentations. Yeah. How did that come about and how did you decide what to present about? Pictures, pictures, and more pictures. Oh, oh, and I did some fireside. Oh God, if you find them, you could go out and find them. They're pretty funny. Um, some fireside chats. That's what I called them. Ooh. On I'm video, which I'm intrigued. Like, even this is hard for me because I'm, I'm just not an extroverted person, but that was really hard. But and I broke it up into little tidbits and I sent those out. So the presentation I have now is really almost an amalgamation of those. And it was um, educating realtors on things like 
when you approach a house and you the roof looks like this and here's a picture of you know a roof that's just clearly end of life i'm like that is a roof that's going to need to be replaced and if you're putting in a brand new client who's like it's their first home and they're stretched to the max like what i found really frustrating sometimes is we get blamed for someone walking away from a house saying oh you you know you tore this house down yeah. or whatever and yeah. it's like well, no actually my first loyalty is to the house i'm just i'm just reporting what i see on the house um so you know when they kind of blame me for that i'm like why are you putting somebody into a house that is you know a furnace that's as tall as you a roof that's clearly end of life right like it needs a ton of work and then you go and tell them oh yeah you need a new furnace and a new roof and you've killed the deal and i'm like well i didn't kill the deal right. you killed the deal because you tried to sell them a house they couldn't afford right so <laughs> it's kind of putting that into perspective um so it's giving them that information what does a furnace that's at end of life look like you don't need to have all of the knowledge that we have but i'm like hey if it's as tall as you it's done <laughs> there's a good rule of thumb um you know if the roof looks like this we talk a bit about poly uh do you guys have polybutylene plumbing in the states mm -hmm. yep yep so you know, that's an insurance problem up here, how to tell the difference between the different fittings, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I, I just go through kind of some of the basic stuff that they can learn. So they look really smart to their clients. That's the, that's what you want when they're showing a house to the client, you want them to look, have knowledge about what they're selling, them, right? Do they respond pretty well to that? Or did it, you, yeah. know, you get inquisitive nods of like, oh, she just taught me something. Um, yeah, I think, on i think that happened you know, in person for sure that happened on zoom i couldn't see anybody so like, yeah they're probably yeah playing on their phones maybe but um yeah but um yeah it's uh i think it's i think it's helpful you can be really straight up honest with them um in that environment because you don't have a client standing right there where you have to you know say things carefully right yeah so and i think it's good I, to me knowledge is power and the more knowledgeable the realtor population is on what we do the better and you know it's funny because um if you think about it and up here in canada the legal part gets drilled into us and yet we're in our minds we're not as litigious as they are in the states but so it probably really gets drilled into your minds too down there oh, yeah. but um you know if somebody has a bad experience with a house the listing agent the seller the buyer's agent and the home inspector that's who gets sued and to me, um, you know, we should all be working together to make sure that doesn't happen to anybody. So if the home inspector does their job properly, you know, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's such a such a great mindset towards it. Tell yeah. me about how did the idea come up for the fireside chats? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I was trying to do videos like how do you get people when they're having a coffee or a glass of wine, keep it short, keep it really brief. Um, and get them to, you know, because I'm trying to email blast people without being annoying. Right. Because mm -hmm. yeah, I don't like it either. So again, I'm really not a very pushy person. Um, so it was kind of my soft way of just saying, hey, here's some information on this. And I always had sort of a PowerPoint in there and I had a little intro and a little um exit. And the intro and the exit were the same. I just sort of pasted them into this video. And yeah, it was me and my dog sitting in front of the fire. In front, I was just going to ask you, did you brand it with like true fireside chat? Uh, yeah, it was a true fireside chat, but it was like, hey, watch this, you know, over a, a couple. They were really short because realtors attention is often like short. two minutes, like two minutes short. Yeah. 
yeah they're were you, pretty sure. were you just like sharing your screen on zoom and like clicking around or what no what i recorded it so i don't even remember how i did it i think i had a powerpoint and then i put the video in front and then it went to the powerpoint and i was talking through the powerpoint gotcha recorded, okay yeah so it wasn't like it was my voice telling them and then and then you'd see me actually at the end saying hey thanks for for dropping by and We'll see you next time type of awesome. thing. And those were just yeah. educational as well, right? Like yeah, a they were two all minute bite-sized educational bit. Yep. I think I did one a month and I only did it for a year. And then I was busy. I couldn't, I didn't have time to sort of put them together. Yeah. Do you think it was helpful? Are you glad you did it? Yeah, I think I did. In fact, it was funny. I had a realtor the other day saying, oh, I really loved your videos. And I'm like, oh, that's so great. And I'm like, I haven't put a video out in two years, but hey, that's good. They remembered them. So yeah. Yeah. So um, they're on YouTube, I imagine, and on the somewhere. website somewhere. Not on my website, no. Um, I'd have to get you guys to sort of link into that. I'm not sure I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're on YouTube. I mean, once you put them out there, can you get them back? I don't um, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they're still out there somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. I think even like, you know, we joke about it and we laugh, but like even the little creativity and the initiative to get these like videos out there can make a huge difference for people. And it's like, there's so many inspectors that don't leverage video at all. And so, um, do you share that with your trainees? No, we don't, talk a, we don't talk a lot. I mean, some of them do. I'll sit if we have a smaller house and then we're done inspecting early. Uh, I'll talk about business if somebody's interested in sticking around and chatting with it. Okay. But it's really mostly it's field training. It's like, here's a house, we're going to do a practice inspection. Okay, what did you find? And yeah. they're prepping to do their final exam, which is an inspection on a house and they have to find everything they need to find. Yeah. Um, so. Let's talk about the training a little bit. So given that our industry is like point, you know, whatever percent female, do you ever do you ever get well, yeah, very low, right? You you know, you pointed that out to me and I'm just like, yeah. I think I've interviewed every woman in the industry. It's great. Yeah. Um, do you ever get guys that, you know, do you ever get inspectors that that look at you sideways or that question you, um, you know, because there is this dynamic. I, I like addressing it because it's not right and I kind of want to shift it. But yep. yeah, how, how, did, how did you navigate that? Was it even an issue? Um, my mom voice comes out if you... <laughs> Everybody seems to recognize it. I can't seem to um, sort of just turn it on on somebody asked me to do that. I'm like, yeah, I can't really. But I was like, if they don't listen to me or they look like they're tuning me out, I'll be like, okay, what did I just say? Like, I even like make them repeat it back to me because I'm like, because usually it's about rules and safety. And uh, if you don't want to hear what I have to say about inspecting, you know what, it's your job, your career. Um, I can't make you. So yep. you do what you want to do. But um, I usually apologize to them up front. I'm, like, I'm pretty tough on your report writing. Um, I put together a report writing course for our association. And I am not a course, like, this was better than nothing. Let's put it that way. But it's probably <laughs> only a couple of steps up. But we're so grateful that we have it because, you know, it the bar wasn't set very high for me to produce this course. I just to sell you, but at least it was something for them because yeah, yeah. there's like no training on how to write a report. So yeah, it is crazy. So um, I'm pretty tough on them, but I kind of apologize up front and say, you know, this is it. I'm sure some people get their knickers out or not. I've had a few guys say, you were tough on me, but I'm so glad because they passed, you know, their exam on the first try. Beautiful. There's guys out there now that I we still chat and I will refer people to them because they're, you know, a few hours away. 
Um, and I have no doubt because I train them. I have absolutely no doubt that they know what they're doing. But yeah, some people, uh, the guys, not so much. I mean, they're voluntarily coming to training with me. Uh, there's other, all, the rest of the trainers are all men. So if they want to go somewhere else, they can, nobody's going to make them. Yeah. So most of them are, are pretty young too. So they don't. And when I meet somebody, I'm like, so what's your background? I need to know how much I can argue with you. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you're an electrician. All right. So then, you know, there's not a lot of argument that happens with those guys. Right. Who do you get? Who's the most combative or the, the most stubborn when you, when you think of backgrounds? I don't think there is one from a background perspective. I think it's personality oh, based. maybe guys that come out. Yeah. I think it's more personality thing. I think a lot of the guys that come out of the trades, like just general construction, mm -hmm. they sometimes think they know because they know a lot and they really do but they know current code they don't necessarily know what they're looking at from an older house and they they're following up or they're watching or they're supervising trades do their job versus looking and going through a house and trying to find what's wrong mm -hmm. and it's just a different lens so it's not they have really really good knowledge but it's practicing using the different lens so i think they can sometimes think they come into it really, really confident and not that we don't want them to be, but it takes, sometimes it takes them a while to flip that lens. Yeah. What are some other mis misperceptions or misconceptions? I always get those two mixed up. Um, that new inspectors come in having about the job or the industry, like what are things uh, that you just see them kind of like, oh, you'll learn. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think a lot of them, and I think it's good. Your loyalty absolutely should be a hundred percent to your buyer. But it is a skill to figure out one, how to talk to people and two, how to present it. And I mean, some things you don't have control over at all. Your, your buyers, you never know what they, they are worried about. Um, so yeah, it, it, again, each person is a bit different and you got to figure out what's your weakness and then, and then work on that to figure out the best way to go forward. I think some people don't come into it quite as professionally as they should. Mm -hmm. um I see a lot of people show up and you know just I have a uniform I'm kind of wearing it now right I, I don't brand everything but and I do I have an iPad and the weird thing is the fact that I have an iPad and it's on a on a shoulder strap and when somebody meets me I look very official I can remember realtors commenting that they're like whoa you look so official right yeah, so it was one of those things where it doesn't matter whether you know I showed up and I they looked at me and thought I was official so That's what I would say, like, don't underestimate the power of that. Um, you know, if you show up looking kind of scraggly and you just whip your phone out of your pocket and you're walking around and I'm not saying you shouldn't do home inspections on a phone, um, but I don't know it, 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 you know, have tools on you, something just, you know, I think yeah. the more professional you look, it is a profession and we want to actually raise the bar on that, in my opinion, um, you know. British Columbia and Alberta, the only two that are licensed in our country, everybody else, you can just decide to be a home inspector. I did not know that. I did not know yeah. that. Crazy. I love that you mentioned raising the bar professionally, because I think first impressions matter, especially with agents. We both were agents and, um, they care a lot about looks and vanity sometimes and how professional something feels. Cause they, they carry themselves in that way. They dress that way. They drive cars in that way. Yeah. Um, the shoulder strap things, that's an awesome little like hack almost to, you know, it's a little thing. It's like big bang for the buck kind yeah. of tool or toy. 
you know, most, so I don't care which software you're on, whether it's Spectora or whichever one you're using, um, they all have a certain amount, they use battery power to run. So it doesn't matter. I mean, you guys do your best to not use the battery, but if your phone's ringing and everything and you're using one device for all, I don't know how guys are getting through a day on a single unit. Like if I was ever to get to the point where I find the phone screen too small for me, mm-hmm. I don't want to scroll that much. Right. right. I mean, there's, there's only so much real estate, right? So um, I like the iPad better for that reason, but also because I can get two inspections done on a battery. I don't, uh, like, right. It it's no problem. I think if I ever was to move to a phone, I'd have a separate phone. Like it would be, I'd have one phone that I answer and one that yeah. was just for inspecting. Yeah. Yeah. We recommend that definitely like have separate devices for that. Keeps it less cluttered too. I mean, I don't know how some guys have a hundred thousand photos of their kids and they're, you know, getting oh, no. action photos on there. It's I that you, like, you don't want to send the wrong picture in your Spectora report because yeah. you accidentally tap on one. Yeah. 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 Um, let's talk about the current market environment. Um, you know, you, you started, it sounds like a year, you know, a year or so before Spectora started and someone asked me the other day, they said, have you ever ran your business through a recessionary period or, or a drop? And I was just like, you know what? I haven't, um, yeah. this is going to be a learning lesson for, for anyone that hasn't been in the business since 10 or 2010 or 2011. How are you viewing the economy up there? Um, the local market and then, um, yeah, what's your response? Yeah, um, COVID hit, uh, everything went quiet for about a month and then real estate was deemed an essential service. So I was out working and we were off to the races after that. So it was like a quick shock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the past few years have been good up in Canada. We hit, it got bad after December, January had my worst January, February ever, even since I started. Yeah, um, I got COVID in January, so managed to get through that. Had someone all lined up to take any jobs. I didn't have to call them once. <laughs> it was that slow. So, it's not funny. That's not funny, but it's funny. Yeah. It's the good funny. news is I got COVID. I got through it. And um, yeah, and, you know, I didn't have to lose any business. But it's uh, it was slow. March was good. April was slower. May is not too bad. But we're kind of at that peak where we're now at buyer fatigue. Uh, we were just written out of the process in January and February is really what happened. So right. multiple offers, no subjects, and people were just kind of going crazy. Right. I think we've now kind of come over that. Um, so now it's that phase where at least we're getting written back in. But, you know, it's been such a hard market for realtors. And I feel so bad for all my realtor friends out there because, I mean, you're writing 20 deals and getting one to stick some of the buyers are so tired. They're like, they've lost on 20, 25 deals. They, they're sort of giving up, yeah, feeling defeated. And now some of the sellers are, people are finally like, okay, I'm going to list and they've missed the market. So, you know, in 2008, you were probably a realtor then, were you? I just started, I started a few years after that. So I started right okay. when the bull market started taking off. So I I had an 80 showing, you know, 10 offer client where it was the ROI was terrible because we drove around for months. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, after 2008, you know, then the market fell, Mm -hmm. there was a period of time there where, where sellers were chasing the market down because it takes a while for them to everybody to catch on to the fact that no, it's coming down. Right. And it was always really hard to get people to try and get ahead of that ball that's rolling downhill. Um, instead of always chasing it down. So, you know, I don't know if that, hopefully it's not going to be as bad as that. Um, 
over the next year. So I don't think it will be, but I think it's it's changing a bit. Yeah. I wish I had the crystal ball. I was just going to say, we're asking ourselves here to pull out the crystal ball. And, and I, I do, if it creates more inventory on the market without obviously the big drawdown, like we saw in the financial crisis, it could equalize the markets a little bit and find some equilibrium, which would be nice. Yeah, it would be. I think people need the opportunity to do their due diligence. Yeah. yeah. And when you're in a market where you feel like you can't do any and you've got a gun to your head, it's no fun for anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. where do your students learn the business side of the industry or, you know, reviews like, yeah, it's a tough, it's, and I say this as a common theme in the industry. And I think that's why, you know, Mike and I go to InterNACHI to do the new inspector class because it's all technical. Um, you know, there's no soft skills training. There's no business side trade economy. You know, what's the economy doing? How do you talk yeah. about that with agents? Um, that's something I think I, I want to personally take on and do a little more training on. And, and we've even talked about, I think, you know, partnering with the association up there. So that would be really cool. Yeah. I think um, we don't do enough of that type of training. I mean, like I say, I'm happy to talk to a group, but I've got five or six people with me. It's not like it's a group. It's, it's a small group because you can only have so many people inspecting a house at once. Right. So, um, and I'm always happy to chat about that with anybody, but it's, everybody's background is different. Like my degrees in business. So I came out of it and business consulting. So my background is very different. So for me, it was just a natural thing to do and to manage. Um, if you're coming out of a trade and you've always worked for someone else, like even just doing your books or doing your expenses and all of that. I mean, yeah, for sure. They need that type of training. And I'm honestly, I don't know where they're going to get it. Cause we don't, we don't have anything that's like that. And the association, I think, although always wants to help people. And I think they're always there to help people. We're not there to tell you how to run your business. Like right. we don't have that kind of umbrella over someone. You can do what you want to do. So um, yeah, I think it's just, it, it's a lot of learn as you go, I think for some people, but, and for others, it's not. I mean, if somebody has been working for themselves doing construction, they're used to running a business. So, yeah, you know, it's, they're going to, they're going to naturally move over. I think um, Spectora really helps with that. I'm going to plug you a bit. I came off a different software. I won't say which one. It took me a while to <clears throat> get cut over. I think it was 40 hours out. It was actually a really good exercise because I try and say to the guys, I'm like, no software comes ready out of the box. I don't care which one you get. I'm like, they all have free demos. Um, I don't know if you and you can cut this part out, but you can look up how many BC inspectors you have now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, and I'd never heard of Spectora until about a, a year ago, because that's when I converted over. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they, they're loving it. And they see, because they get all the same, they get all my sample reports when they train, right? So people are talking about it. Um, you guys are taking off, which is great, but you're ahead of the curve. And so the young guys that are coming up, um, are, they want that the technology doesn't really scare them. Um, I've even gotten some guys, uh, some of the older guys that are doing this as a second or third career, not very techie. I'm like, it's not that techie. You can do it. <laughs> Their chat bubble is the absolute best. Um, we, as an association, we have our own insurance plan. So we had a rule that came down that said, you know, no more paper. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Reports. Outline yeah. paper, a rule. Yeah. So no paper inspection reports allowed. Um, 
and I can, uh, I can tell you, I helped one guy and I did extra consulting with him on the side, but I helped him get off of paper <laughs> and he's on Spectre and he's doing pretty well. Wow. Um, but I mean, this is a guy that really wasn't very techie and he's right? out there and he's doing it. So I think anybody can use Spectre. I think it's, uh, it's really good. Oh, amazing. Thank you. And for that. by the way, Kevin didn't ask me to say that. Yeah. Didn't no, know there's no, that. Yeah. There's no check in the mail or maybe, so, but, um, <laughs> Where do you see, yeah, do you think about the future of the industry kind of, you know, there's lots of commotion going on in the last year or two in terms of the role of a home inspector, you know, expanding as a consultant. And, you know, we just got back from a conference where they were talking about um, how inspectors refer contractors to help clients after they buy the home. Do you think much about that world or like, what, what are your thoughts on kind of the future of the industry? And we can take this wherever you want to go. Um, yeah. Um, I know I've heard you mention it a few times and I'm, I'm not really sure what is happening in the States. Cause we don't necessarily hear about all of that, but we have, I mean, our code of ethics is pretty straightforward and we're not supposed to refer you. Certainly if you have a business, you can't work on a house that you inspected, I think for a period of a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so they really want that, to be, you know, arm's length separate. Um, Cause I know there's there, I've listened to your, there's companies out there that do concierge service and it's free and they, but I don't like, I don't think we would actually ever be allowed to do that. Um, so, you know, I think referrals, I think are okay. I don't think you'll see people getting paid for referrals. I think that's gonna be, again, I think one of the guy in Alberta was talking about that too. Mm-hmm. You know, at this stage of the game, it's it's not happening. I would love to be able to put companies on there that I recommend or that I refer just because, um, yeah. you know, what goes around comes around, I guess. But it's, um, you know, somebody asks me and we get asked all the time, who do you use for a plumber? Who's your electrician? I basically say as your friend, because I'm supposed to give three names or something, I'll say as your friend, this is who I have personally used mm-hmm. Um as an inspector, I can't like, I can't promote somebody over somebody else. So it, it makes it hard. Um, yeah. Same as with realtors, they always have to give out three names, right? You're supposed to technically give out three names of everything, but I haven't used three names. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And especially with handymen. Oh, who's a good handyman? I'm like, I, I'm my own handyman. I can't so. find three handymen. Yeah. I couldn't even yeah. find three if I, you know, if I tried. <laughs> yeah. So um, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Hopefully I'm hoping I have a long career in it. And I know you've, like I said, you've kind of hinted at big companies buying people out. Like, and I'm not sure exactly what's the conversation is down in the States. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some consolidation. The bigger companies I think are expanding into new markets and, and like acquiring home inspection companies is the thing. I never thought we'd see that. Um, and yeah, it's just a it's just a conversation of how involved the home inspector can and should be. And uh, it's interesting. Someone brought it up the other day where they said they were like, "Well, auto mechanics tell you what's wrong with your car, and then they do the work. Dentists tell you what's wrong with your teeth, and then they do the work." And they're like, "Why are we held to such a different standard?" And it's a fair question. I don't know the answer. You know? Yeah, and you know what? It's true, but and that's a fair point. And there's there's mechanics out there who will say, "Yep, you need a new set of brakes." <laughs> And you really don't. And then there's other mechanics that'll say, yeah, you need a new set of brakes and you really do. So how do you, yeah. How do you decipher? Yeah. Like it's with every business, right? It doesn't matter. You get the good and the bad. So, um, but yeah, at this point in time, we're regulated to, to not do that. So we don't have, yeah, we don't have much choice. Um, I don't know. 
Do you guys yes. do a lot of ancillary services um, up there? Is it, is mold, I guess mold, termite, thermal, the gamut of, of atoms? Yeah, so for me, thermal camera is just part of it. Um, it's like my moisture meter for me. I don't charge extra for it. Um, we don't have, I mean, some people will offer radon. I've done enough research on that that I'm not comfortable doing radon in a 48 hour time period. It really needs to be 90 days. Mm -hmm. And if I'm um, disclaimering my way out of the results, because you know you can't rely on a positive, it's a false positive, it could be a false negative. And then I'm like, well, now I'm ripping people off. Yeah, what are we here. even doing here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because so that's kind of my feeling on, on radon. So I don't, I don't have a lot. I know some guys do pool inspections. Um, again, I kind of, if I'm not, if I don't have a really good handle on it, I don't want to offer it. So for me, pool, it wouldn't be bad. I could definitely learn that. And we have a lot of pools, but then I've got to carry extra insurance because that's it. not covered. So right. every time you want to add a service, it changes your insurance. And then you got to look at, you know, how your insurance is going to be covered. So um, so then you have to weigh how much can I make doing it versus the insurance coverage. Yeah. That's, that's a, a gem right there. I don't want to sleep on what you just said of like actually knowing what your margins will be if you add on a service, because I think some guys get, uh, add on happy without yeah. maybe knowing that like all these extra tools and insurance and drive time. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did the whole course on air quality to do air quality testing. Cause I think in one year I got asked like five times, I'm like, I should do this. And then I took the took the course and I'm like, okay, this is pretty basic. I think, I can't remember what the investment was. I think it was going to be like, it was a few thousand dollars though. It wasn't cheap. Um, and I thought, I'm like, I'm going to just wait a couple months and see how many. And then I didn't get one request for it. I think I went a whole year and a half. And now at this point, I can't really remember it. So, you know, I'm like, I was just kind of going, phew, I didn't, you know, just jump on that instantly. Right. Um, so I, you know, if I see a house and I think it needs to be done, then I'll refer somebody. And I even refer other inspectors in town here that do it because they have the equipment. They already have some knowledge on it. They're yeah. used to doing it. Yeah. All right. This is the moment I've been waiting for, Trish. This is the first time on the podcast I am going to ask a set of rapid fire questions that I'm now going to ask on every episode. Because you told me to do this because oh. you, you, you were both podcast junkies, you and I. And I didn't uh, say rapid fire. I just not said. rapid fire, me, medium fire. <laughs> but anyway, I'm so pumped to do this. It's so funny. This shows you just how much I wing it on the podcast. But um, it was a wonderful idea. You said, hey, you should ask like a, a standard set of interesting questions at the end. So we're going to give it a go here. And you get okay. to be the first test subject on your idea. Okay. The, um, what's your favorite tool, toy? that you carry around for your- Yeah, so around. that I have two. Um, two things I wish I bought sooner, which is why I'm gonna mention it for all those newbies out there. <laughs> um, one is something called an iStick, and I've heard you guys talk about drones. Yep. This is a Canadian product, so I'm also plugging this company. Hey. I think you're in Ontario, but yep. For you guys in the States, hey, the dollar makes it discounted huge, oh, right? Oh, that's true, so that's a good point. That's yeah, so um, anyway, it goes 30 feet in the air, Canon camera on top, talks to your phone, which is down with you on the ground, and you can see anything you need to see on a roof. I've gotten some amazing pictures of like neoprene flashings just with straight holes through them, you know, from the ground on a two-story roof, which, you know, I try and get on every roof I can, but I'm not going on a two-story roof. So uh, my ladder is 15 and a half feet. If it doesn't reach it, I don't go there. 
Um, so it's and you can always, yeah, it's called an eye stick. Okay, like cool. I, I as in your eye dash stick, I think.com. Um, best tool. Wish I'd gotten it because otherwise I was just giving this limitation and I just sort of felt bad about not doing my job and looking at the roof. So, um, yeah, you can see anything, even if you're in a tight, you know, when houses are really tight together. Yep. I mean, you don't, you need six inches to get this thing in the air. You don't have to worry about wind, all those sorts of things. Sometimes on a windy day, it blows a bit, but you know, you're not going to lose a drone in the wind. So Beautiful. that's one. And the other thing I wear a camera and I record all of my inspections. So that's the other thing I think people should do more of. Tell me more about that. So like a, a yeah. thing that straps to your no, chest. No, I'm going to show you. I brought it in from the car. It usually sits. So this is, this is this thing. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. Um, I should try and explain it to people because people are listening. So um, it's uh, RoadScan Canada. He provides cop cameras. Mm -hmm. So they wear them and they're pretty hardy because, you know, if they fall or they drop off, mm -hmm. this is a, a clip that comes with it that somehow works with a cop uniform. I don't know. I jerry rigged it to have this little thing <laughs> on the bottom and it clips on and this goes on my hat. Wow. And so it literally sits at eye level. And this is HD and it attaches through this wire to the cop camera that you're used to seeing on the TV shows that they all wear. Yeah. Right. Wow. So you have so, that on all the time. So, yeah. So this is clipped onto my um, belt and then this is on my head and I've, I've gone to it before to get pictures because I forgot to take a picture of something, but it saves you having to take 600 photos of a house that you're only pulling, you know, so many of to go mm -hmm. in the actual home. It shows the condition of the home when you got there. It shows that a window wasn't broken you didn't miss it when it's broken and the buyer moves in that's why i got it there was a disagreement over whether a window was cracked or not and i'm like uh -huh. i walked by that window six times i had two photos of it one from the outside at the front one from the inside in the living room we're zooming in we don't see a crack in it like the realtor ended up footing the bill for a new window because the seller said oh it was like that I'm like, it's not in my pictures. Wow. And um, I'm like, if I'd had the video, we could have proven that. Where yeah. do you host all this video content? Cause that's like six hours of like high def yeah. video. Which is why GoPro won't work. I don't think the battery life on them. Yeah. Again, I can do a full day. I even crawl through crawl spaces with this thing on my head. And then is there like a SD card or a chip or nope. something? Uh, I just back it up daily. It's part of my routine when I get home. I back it up daily and it just goes onto a terabyte drive. I mean, you, I've got a five terabyte drive. It's got three years worth of video on it still. I back up every report. I back up every photo I take. And Beautiful. Just, yep, just file it away um, in case I need it one day. That is really cool. And that the fact that you have a place where you can back it up and uh, you didn't ask Spectora to host terabytes of video uh, on our, on our <laughs> And I don't share it with the client. I thought about it. I'm like, no, this is boring. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not a, it's not a question of that. It's a question of keeping everybody safe. It, it really supports your buyer. Yep. I had one lady where I shared the video with her because she moved in and all of her white cabinets were splattered with red. And they were not like that when I was there. Interesting. Sellers so like, oh, it was like that. I'm like, yeah, here's the entire kitchen inspection where I'm opening every cabinet and my face is like right there. And none of them are <laughs> beautiful. You know? yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Amazing answers. Um, what's one thing you should never do as a home inspector? Say who should pay for what? Oh, that's an easy one. 
Do you have yes, a second? Do you have a second or third answer? Um, own up to something if you do something wrong, if you break something or whatever. If you don't know the answer to something, this I come out of IT consulting all day long. You hold way more weight if you like you're looking at something and you're not sure. Don't guess. Mm. Don't say because you think you're going to look like you don't know something. Somebody would rather you do the research and you find out than give them a wrong answer. Amazing. Yeah. Piece of advice for new inspectors. Since you do this all the time, this is probably oh. anything for you. No, it's not. That's a hard one. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you got to love it. I think if you're not loving it, don't. it's, it's not a, the easiest job to do but it's a great job, but I love the job. So, um, yeah, you, you want to love it. And if you ever stop loving it, I guess that's the time to retire or change things up. But, um, for new inspectors, yeah, just keep at it. Um, it, I know it's, well, I don't know. Cause I cheated. Um, it's, I know it's a hard start cause I hear it from guys, but, um, you know, just keep at it. And the more you do it, the more you get you know, your reputation gets out there and people will refer you. Go to open houses, meet realtors, get mm. your face now that they're happening again. Yeah. Get and your in, face out there. in this episode, you've given tons of just like good practical tips too. Yeah. Um, one wish list item for Spectora to do. Do I only get one? <laughs> um, you can have more. <laughs> no, not what I wrote down. I have it on my little clipboard. Okay, so this should be a fairly easy one, but and I know I submitted over the chat bubble, but it's probably lost somewhere. I would really love it if the flag feature was on your template. I want to preset my flag in my template. And the reason I want to do this, and this has to do with the new inspectors out there, because I know my scope pretty well. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you're first starting out, you need lots of little reminders on what to fill in and what information you have to write down. And it would be so nice to preset the flag so that if, when I'm on site, I can turn it off. Oh, I did that. I've turned it off. And, um, I just think that would be super helpful. I don't know how hard it is. I know some of the coding things can be difficult, but your instincts are correct. Your instincts are correct in that. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a technical, a huge technical hurdle. And that's a good one because I don't think I've, uh, I've heard it in different variations, but I haven't heard it in that way. So I like that. Yeah, so the flag to me is one of the best features that Spectora has. I use it all the time, even as an experienced inspector. Um, you're writing a new comment. Sometimes you put the header, you take the photos, you flag it, you'll write it later and you keep going, right? Um, yeah. So it's an amazing, amazing tool. Have you, yeah. have you used the mobile reminders? So, um, you the can, info at the top. Yeah. Kind of like yep. the, okay, cool. Not yeah, the same I as a flag. That, but that's for stuff like, um, that's where I put detailed information where you're not always, you don't always have to remember it because it's not top of mind. Like, I don't know, what's the rules on the distance of an exhaust pipe from a window? Yeah. You know, if it's over a hundred thousand BTUs on the furnace, it has to be, you know, so it, I put kind of cheat things like that in there because I'm like, I don't always have to know that exact measurement. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, or sometimes the different products that you have to call out because you know that, you know, what are the different names it's under and that sort of thing, yeah. So I put that kind of cheat up in there, but um, it won't prompt me right now for my scope. I actually have put an asterisk next to the things that are required by oh. scope as a visual reminder to myself. And some of the things, to be perfectly straightforward, I don't 
think we should have to put in there, but it's part of our, our scope yeah. of inspection, so we have to do it. Um, so I have that in there, and I'd really rather take that out because I've had to explain why I've got a an ask. <laughs> yeah, like what does this mean? Do I really need to pay attention to this? Yeah. So uh, yeah. that's a great one. You can let me know the rest, uh, you know, offline. But Trish, that went well for the first time going through those questions. I love this. Now every time you listen, you're gonna be like, I'm. Oh. I was responsible for these. Oh no, I want to hear what everybody's favorite toy is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, that's where you get some good ideas oh Absolutely. totally yeah, yeah the one the ones you had are great um where can people find you there's there's inevitably going to be people that want to network want to ask you questions check check out what you're up to would it be the website yep anyway yeah wise on home inspections.com emails wise on home inspections at gmail pretty straightforward so uh, yeah reach out anytime i'm always happy always happy to chat inspecting with anybody because you know, your family really just doesn't care. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they really don't, do they? Yeah, we all know that. So I love that. And, you know, it yeah. is a community. You know, it's all this this common industry that we share. So I, I appreciate you taking the time to chat. This was great. Um, yeah, and if there's any female inspectors out there, I would actually like to have our own little private Facebook group. Um, but I'm not really sure on how to find anybody else out there. I know uh, local people here, but it's... Um, small group so far i can create it for you guys we could do a subgroup um there you go we should cool. do a spectora one all right although we'll, be... we'll convert a bunch of people to spectora if you let other non-spectora people <laughs> exactly the only thing i do know because i've looked on facebook and there's some and then i've looked at who's part of the group and then it's like all sorts of different it's like building inspectors and that sort of thing and that's a very different thing very different um yeah yeah we'll get that going awesome well cool well thanks again and uh, have a great rest of your day. Thanks, you too. All right.